Welcome to The Quill and the Quantum, the podcast where we explore the intersection between artificial intelligence and the art of writing. I'm your guest host, Kathy Norris, and in each episode, we talk to authors and other creatives about how they use or refuse to use AI in their creative process. Today's guest is actor, filmmaker, and soon-to-be novelist, John Lindstrom. You'll be familiar with John from TV shows such as Bosch and True Detective. John, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And I apologize for my tardiness today. I've got a pre-holiday promise to myself to get out and work out every day. Or else when January comes around, I'm a blimp. (laughs) Tell me about it. I admire the goal and the dedication that that you are demonstrating. It really, it's one of those things that if you stop doing it, it's hard to get back, you know, back in the saddle. So you are to be commended. Well, I'm not a, I'm not batting a thousand just yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> so, John, I yeah. went to your Instagram page the other day, and there is this single panel comic strip of a family playing charades, and the punchline is, "No one guessed the city Bangkok." John, I laughed so hard, I (laughs) fell out of my chair. So did I when I saw it. That was actually a birthday card from my my very, very dear friend, probably my best friend, Tom Shanley, uh, who Uh I also, Tom and I have been friends since we met on a movie location back in 1986, way down in the south of Texas on the Rio Grande. And uh, and we've even written some scripts together, the first of which got made into a film. Okay. Um, but yeah, we we try to outdo each other with the uh, with the oddball, rude birthday greeting. So far, he's ahead of me. Well, what I loved about it, and it but it made me think. I was I wonder if artificial intelligence would ever be able to come up with something as human and clever and creative as that. And I no. I was thinking in my head, no, no. Now that that that's exactly the kind of nuance that we're talking about when we we talk about what's lacking in artificial intelligence. That just that's those tiny little roads that we've all walked that AI can't possibly walk without us. I mean, you know, the fact is AI, it could tell the joke now that it's mm-hmm. out there, but someone has to come up with it before it can do anything with it. So it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Like I said, I laughed and I laughed. I didn't realize it was a birthday card. I thought it was a comic strip that I just wasn't familiar with. But uh, yeah, I don't know what you're going to come up with to top that, John. That's, I don't either. <laughs> that's be a tough one. So in, in general, how do you use AI? I don't. Ah, you're one of those who okay, explain yeah. to me. Talk well, to it. Why not? You know, I the closest I've come, um, you know, I've written one novel. And I'm struggling through book two. And of course, there's a lot of conversation around right now about, you know, how far can you go? What are they going to let you do? Um, what are they, the big blah, the big way, you know? Way, you know? Um, I, I downloaded chat GPT, I think that's what yes, it's called. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, a friend of mine, I'd seen a friend on Facebook had put in a few lines about how he met and married his his wife okay. 25 years ago. And, and it came up with this story. Now he had given it a lead, you know, sure. we met here and this is what she likes and this is what I like and that kind of 
uh, you know, foundational stuff. And it came up with about, on a Facebook post, about that long of okay. a story. And I couldn't get over the sense, and he's a big tech guy, um, but I just couldn't get over the sense that I've read this story before. Even though there were the individualistic things that were connected to them personally. Okay. Her favorite color might be purple or something. You know, it would include those things. But it just, it it read like plagiarism to me. So I I downloaded this thing. I said, you know what? I'm going to see what the big stink is all about. And so I loaded some foundational premise into this AI app to see if it would actually write something for me. And it came back and said, it looks like you're trying to write a book. We're not going to do that. And I thought, okay, good. Wow. I'm really glad to see that. Now, this is on the heels. This is, a, I believe that's a Microsoft product. Okay. This is, of course, on the heels of a couple of years ago when AI was coming out. Everyone was worried about how it was going to take over everything yes. and kill human creativity. I think the engineers up there at Microsoft have figured out that there is no killing human ingenuity. You just can't do it. And they were not going to be in the firing line of all the people that were going to try and circumvent the, the guardrails that are being built into AI now. So I, I think we're, we're at a, a point where most people who love their creativity, and I do, there's nothing I love more than just sitting down and writing for three hours, okay. and just letting it come out, as Isaac Asimov said, as the words appear on the page like magic. And, you know, or what Stanley Kubrick said about filmmaking, the truth of the thing is not in the think of it, it is in the feel of it. Uh -huh. Stanley Kubrick said that. <laughs> Intellectual filmmaker ever, you know, still relied on his instinct. AI doesn't have instinct. So I think, I think we're kind of at a crossroads of humanity. There will be people who are morally bankrupt who will try to get away with it. Mm -hmm. And that's what the last six months of strikes in Hollywood have been all about, to, to try and keep those people at bay. Some will get through. That's mm -hmm. just the way it is. But I think humanity will win out on this one, even once... Even once AI becomes self-aware and we're suddenly mm -hmm. in James Cameron Terminator territory, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll still come out ahead. I love what you said about instinct that AI lacks instinct. I was looking for the word to describe what was missing, and I think that's it in the creative process. There's so many variables that are random that 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 come together in a project, whether it's something that you're writing or 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 a film or on screen. And a lot of that just depends on those particular people being in the same room at the same time with this script, with this director, that is, it's, it's magic and you can, and it's hard to, to, um, you program. can't manufacture that, you, you know, that can't be coded. It, it's simply, you know, it's as basic as the blood that runs through our veins. You know, if you could, if you could replicate blood, we would do it. You could do we it. Can't, but we can't. Because DNA is as particular as the person that walks around with it. It, it just can't be done. So I, I guess maybe I'm less of an alarmist. So I figure if it's not going to give me something new anyway, then why bother? 
Mm-hmm. You know, I and I want to know what comes out of my head. I want to know what I feel on a set with a director and other actors and working with a screenplay or whether I'm directing. I love to see what they're doing so that I can get inspired as to where to put them in the scene or where to hang a camera. That's all just that's the beauty of what God has given us, whatever God is to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just criminal to even consider shutting that down just to make money. You know, and, and that brings us, you'd already you know, brought up the whole uh, the, the after strike. And I had been looking through uh, some of the proposals and the ones around AI are fascinating. Um, absolutely fascinating. I understand that the the vote is is still out there. Um, do you have any feedback or reaction to what's being proposed in the agreement around AI and SAG-AFTRA? Uh, you know, the national board took a vote after the negotiations were done. The uh, the negotiating committee mm-hmm. and our our two leaders, Mrs. Drescher and Mr. Duncan uh, uh, Crabtree Ireland, um, along with this negotiating committee, which is about fifty people. Um, because our union is so big, it's 160,000 members plus, That's a lot. and it's also incredibly diverse. I mean, everyone from, you know, you know, ethnic, ethnic diversity to disabled, uh, performers, to, you know, all, it just goes on and on the, the categories, everybody had to be represented. Everyone had to be protected. And most of all, things had to come up. It, you know, they were still operating on an old contract. They knew it. They knew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, if they could get away with it, they would they have. It. It. We, we just weren't going to let them any more than the writers were. Um, the DG, I'm a member of the DGA, the Directors Guild, and uh, and that's a much, much simpler contract. I can get to that and explain it if you want. But having to do with the after strike, which is the one I'm closest to, uh, the national board passed it with about 85 or 86 percent in favor going so there is a little bit of you know dissension uh maybe some disappointment maybe some people that feel that they wish we had covered a few things better but if that is truly representative representative of what we were going for if that's if we take that 100 percent and we got 86 percent of it it's pretty i'd say that's pretty damn good that's better than we've gotten in previous ones um, which tells me what an existential, important negotiation this one really was. Not just for us or all the creatives, but for everybody. I believe that the AMPTP, the streamers, the studios, the networks, all of them know that their livelihood, their success hinges on human creativity. Mm-hmm. Sure, they want to make some money doing AI, who wouldn't? I would, you know, and my feeling is if I were a schedule F actor, which is a marquee name, somebody who gets paid a lot of money, the George Clooney's of the world. Okay. If I were in that position and someone came to me and we said, well, we have this movie that you did that's really successful and we'd like to make a sequel, but we don't have any money left (laughs) for whatever reason. Maybe they're for real. Maybe they, you know, they didn't, but we can pay you to create you and make a quasi sequel to that movie. As long as they pay me and everybody else, and along with the pension and health contributions and the residuals that would come from it, and you know, all the people that would, you know, that would put that thing together, uh, I might be inclined to take it. 
Mm -hmm. My biggest concern is, is really crews in that case. You know, what do the lighting designers do? What do the caterers do and all that? So that remains to be seen. But I think once we see a couple of uninspired sequels, <laughs> the fervor for that will wear off. Uninspired. For that will just wear off because they won't make any money. And they'll, they, then they would have to come right back. Even those criminals who would hope to make that happen will still come back. They'll have to, or they'll go do something else, which is what they should do anyway. So I'm very hopeful. Okay. And, and I think that, I think we, I don't know if we've struck gold, but I can say that you mentioned what I'm, you know, like what I'm known for, Bosch, General mm -hmm. Hospital, you know, General Hospital, really, yeah. and, uh, and True Detective. Um, I've worked for virtually every company in town, every network, mm -hmm. every studio. I've got a couple of streamers in, you know, every uh, premium cable service. You know, I've worked for everybody and I've seen how they do business mm -hmm. and I've seen how it's fallen off. And it wasn't that unusual even six, seven, eight, ten years ago. For these companies already to say, we know you've been doing this for 35 years and we want you to bring your A game, which means we want you to bring your best on the first take. Oh. But we're going to pay you like you just got off the bus yesterday. Take it or leave it. And it's been like that for a long time. Hmm. So I, I think the AI, the strike, the fight for money, is more a referendum on and very symbolic and representative of the ever-growing, seemingly unstoppable income inequality in this country. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, and and you know, and if we're the ones who get associated with taking a stand, right along with the United Auto Workers and the hospitality workers, you know, everybody was on strike this summer. Yes, <laughs> right? it's true, it's um, true. And, and I think that's really what it's about. It's less about AI than it is about just quit hogging it all. You know, we 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 need to make a living too if you want to keep this going. Mm -hmm. So well, I'm kind of getting off the track, but- Well, no, no, it's And it's I think we'll go through. No, it's all very relevant. I think, um, you know, this idea that that if people just stop being so greedy, um, there's the, we will be able to make it work um, is is a valid point. It's a valid point. You know, I, a, a representative that I know, uh, a manager who is also a producer. Um, we were talking about it. This is before the strike was over, but he was asking me. I had just been on the picket line that day posting, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and he uh, he called me and I said, hey, what's the sense out there? And I said, well, uh, I just spoke to one of the negotiating committee and they said that they they felt that they were getting really close, that they, that they could mm -hmm. get there in the next 48 hours. And but I, I said, well, so that's that's the scuttlebutt from the negotiating committee. You know, but let me ask you, producer manager, what's your take on all this? And his answer just floored me. Now, he's not in the AMPTP. It's not, you know, but he is mm -hmm. a manager. He handles talent and he handles and he produces projects for his talent. And his answer was so starkly simple. 
John, it's just greed. And I, <laughs> and I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, this is coming from the guy that has to talk to those people every day on the phone, putting projects together. And, and I went, wow, okay, well, that kind of says it all. So that's why I feel like this is less about AI. I think the truth mm -hmm. of how that's going to shake out is still in the future. But what we're really, what we were really fighting against is, is income inequality. And that has to stop. It can't continue the way it is. It's unsustainable. Well, John, thank you so much for putting this into a larger perspective that it's not merely about AI, but 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 much bigger, um, bigger issues. And it, and it uh, that resonates. That makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, good, good. Thank you. I didn't ramble too much then. Thank you. No, you didn't. And and I want to make sure um, if you've got any, anything else you want to add on uh, about AI, feel free, but also wanted to give you a chance to talk about Hollywood Hustle, which is coming out in February, I believe. February 6th. February 6th. Oh, Hollywood Hustle. This is one of the, the rare uh, advanced <laughs> reader copies. Um, yeah, John, if, if it were a newborn baby, you couldn't have cradled oh it in your like this all oh, the Okay, time. there, there you go. There yeah. you go. You know, I've got all these wonderful, uh, you know, all the stuff on the back, and there's oh, it's just, I mean, getting this, I didn't know this was coming. I got a box of about about seven of them, and I, I was here. I think I was writing and struggling with book two, and I'm. Uh, and I hear this thud out in the front and I walk out in the dog barks, you know, and I go out there and there's this box. I open it up and there's a stack of these. And oh. I was just, I, 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 I teared up. Of course I, you I, did. It was all misty. <laughs> you know, it was, it's the most wonderful feeling and one that I never thought I would experience. You know, oh, bravo. Is, it's coming out in hardback in February. Well, well, that is that is wonderful. I think um, this is authors on the air, and you have you have revealed your your true soul as a as an author. I mean, you've got actor and filmmaker up there, but you've got the soul of a poet and an author. If you're if you're reacting that way to giving go as far as poet, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I was trying to say nice things, you know. Yeah, and you're doing beautiful. We can tell stories. That's the important. Thing, right? <laughs> Well, John, this has been delightful. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, well, Hollywood Hustle comes out on February 6th. Uh, if you're into audiobooks, I just recorded it. But... Oh, did you really? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. That was part of the part of the thing. I do a lot of audiobooks. Um, yeah. I, well, I've done about, I don't know, about 40, I guess. And it was, for those of you looking for inspiration, if you, if you're, feeling discouraged about writing. I found myself, you know, reading a lot of books. Some not so good, some really good, mostly in the thriller category, yes. which is great because that's what I like. And there were a few of these authors who really inspired me. Alex Finlay, uh, Blake Crouch, mm -hmm. uh, Don Winslow. Yes. You know, these guys, uh, you know, were just, just terrific writers. And I wrote to them. And the one that wrote me back right away, Alex Finlay wrote me back within five minutes and we've since become friends. And okay. he, he gave me such good advice about how to follow my soul, how to follow my, 
creative muse. Don't let anybody tell you what not to write. Mm -hmm. um, you know, do it nicely. And I will say the biggest difference between Hollywood and publishing mm -hmm. is the support of the writer. Wow. This is my case. You know, I've written a lot of screenplays. I've had a couple of them produced. I've had several options. You know, I've been through that mill. And there's always somebody telling you what you need to change if they, or else they're not going to make it. And it's and I get it. It's very expensive to make these things mm -hmm. a TV show. And so they they were they're trying to get it as right as they can. But when it comes to a book, not cheap to put out either. But I've never experienced anything. But, you know, it's just an idea, John, just a thought. OK. <laughs> Have you considered maybe, uh, you know, maybe you could lose this character or maybe you could, you know, and it's and it's fine. Um, and they always say it, it's fine if you don't want to. OK. And I said, wow, if you're going to ask me that nicely. I, I, this is okay. You too, you know, okay. so listen to the people who know what they're doing, but follow your heart at the same time. Well, the. The true words to uh, live by, as it were. Thank you, John. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, this has been my pleasure. Thank you so much, Kathy. You take care. I'll be reading that book when it comes out. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.